It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back, midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, 215-592-9490. For the Phillies bats have come out, certainly in the month of August. 57 home runs. This is feeling like a World Series team. We'll get back to the Phillies, all your phone calls, and the reaction, of course, Chuck and Mount Airy. The shout out to a WIP caller from Bryce Harper. Back to all that in a few minutes. Right now, we got to talk to Elliot Short Parks. He's calling brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the fifth seed. That's color, cut, clarity, carrot, and cozy. A day after the Eagles set their initial 53-man roster, we got a trade. We also have Ben Simmons saying nice things about Philadelphia. We got a lot wild times here. What's up, Elliot? Elliot, what's up? How you guys doing? You know, I know we usually talk football with you, but Elliot, I gotta ask, what, what did you think of the uh, Ben Simmons? Uh, what he said about you know if he come back, he coming back to Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked at first. Obviously, when I saw he did an article, uh, you open it seeing if he's going to say anything about the Sixers. And of all the things I thought he would have said, whether about the Sixers or Joel, him saying that if he could be traded anywhere besides Brooklyn, it would be Philadelphia was shocking. Um, you know, I think it's probably a smart thing for him to say. I think there probably is some truth to it. I mean, he did play the best basketball of his career here. I mean, he made, made a lot of money here. And I don't think Ben's ever going to come back, but – it is interesting to look back at the whole Ben Simmons thing, how it was handled, how he handled it, how we talked about Ben, and uh, who knows, maybe a, a reunion would uh, would be a good thing for everyone involved. Man, come on. You man. know what? I, I, my initial thought is this is ridiculous, but we're living in a world here, Elliot, where a standing ovation got a player going in Philadelphia, and Bryce Harper shouted out a WIP caller yeah. after hitting a home run. So I, I now believe all things are possible in this city. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bryce Harper thing was unbelievable. What he said, probably like 10, 30, 11 last night. I couldn't fall asleep for like an hour after that. I was just having so much fun reading the mentions, excited about it. And there's a lot of cool things about what Bryce did and, and how they're playing. To me, I think the coolest thing about the Bryce thing is that he called out a caller, right? It wasn't, oh, you know, Joe Giglio said this or Jack Fritz, Hugh Douglas. It was a caller. And look, we all work at WIP. Hugh, you've been in the city for a long time as a player as well, like, Joe, me and you used to work at another outlet together. It's just different when you're w- at WIP. And I think what makes it different and what makes it special is the caller. So I was super happy for Chuck. Chuck's a great caller. And I was happy for the callers of WIP, who I think sometimes are unfairly ripped a little. But I think the callers deserve a ton of credit. And I was happy Bryce uh, did that for, for yeah, Chuck and for all. Elliot, I agree with you. And, and j- just before we get to the Eagles stuff, I mean – the reality is we're, we're just in a chair, right? Or we're, we're just we're just here. We, one day someone else will be in this chair. But the callers, that that's you. You said yeah. it. That that's what makes WIP the listeners and the callers 
is what makes this station what it is, and it's, it's an amazing place. Elliot, the Eagles have an amazing roster. They said it yesterday. 53-man roster is set. Obviously, it'll change, but it was the initial 53 set. Before we get to the trade yesterday, just your, your takeaways when you looked at the roster and tell us how you did, because I know you were working on the projections. How many did you hit? How did you do in your, yeah. your guesswork there? Well, I'm happy to say that I believe I'm the winner of the beat writer competition. There we go. So, uh, so of the of the 53, I got 51 correct. I correctly said no Aaron Sipos, correctly said no Britton Covey. I was the only person that had those two off of the 53, and I think those were easily the two toughest to call. So I feel like I submitted the most impressive 53, so I feel good about that. Um, now, as for the Eagles 53, I think they mostly made the right decisions. Uh, I don't believe Sipos was worthy of a roster spot. I think you can find a punter of equal quality, either on the practice squad or after final cuts are made. Um, I thought they were correct to keep Eli Ricks and to go deep at corner, keeping Mario Goodrich, Josh Dobe. I think they have a lot of young talent there. And then also at receiver, I think they were correct to only keep the four that they did. Uh, Covey can be a, you know, a practice squad player that you promote. I think Joseph Ngata had some nice moments, but ultimately – I don't really. I don't think they kept anybody on the roster that I think didn't earn a roster spot. As far as the linebacker spot goes, they only kept three. Like three. Like you know, yeah. I noticed these guys are interchangeable or anything, but they only got like three true linebackers. Do you see them adding another linebacker uh, at any point during the season? Well, I think that it's. And I'm going to sound like Howie Roseman here, but it's important to look at the rosters more than just the 53 because with the new practice squad rules, you can have I think up to six veterans on there, or maybe four or six, something like that. So they could add a linebacker to the practice squad that can come up and play three weeks before you have to add him to the 53, and you could potentially go to another one after that. So I, I don't think the three that they have on the 53 is like worth. Is that that's not the number I would focus on. I would focus on the n- total number they have once they start practice for New England uh, next week. So, yes, I think there will be, for sure, a veteran linebacker added to the practice squad. Potentially they'll claim one off of waivers that will be on the 53. But I, I think where they were correct in making their decisions is Moreau was not worthy of a 53-man roster spot. Uh, and I didn't think the other linebackers were either. So I thought it was the correct decision to only keep the three, go heavy at other positions with better players, and then add linebackers through the practice squad. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Elliot Shore Parks joining us here as the Eagles set their roster yesterday, cutdown day. Uh, they need a punter now. We'll see about the other additions they could make. They did make one yesterday, though, Elliot. They added a guy through a trade before the, the roster deadline. Uh, we'll just call him Albert O. Have you, have you figured out the last name say, yet? Good luck, good luck with that one. No, I, I, will, I will learn it. Okay. Uh, yes, but I, I, I do not know the correct You will help me out. You can help me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an enunciating machine. Enunciate. That's what they call him. Sack machine. Now he's like enunciating machine. Emanomini. Emanomini. Yeah, I'm enunci- I enunciate stuff with, with kind of following family. the blueprint. The yeah. blueprint all the time. <laughs> I got all them drops of me killing it. Just Elliot, killing it. what'd you think of the trade? Um, it seemed like a guy that has pass catching upside. Not, I'm not sure how well rounded of a tight end he is, but he just had 100 re- receiving yards in a game just last week. Yeah, I think it was a, a smart trade. Um, you know, throughout camp, we've talked, and throughout the past few years when we've talked, 
everyone knows I think Tyree Jackson has a ton of potential. And the reason I think he, he has that is because of his body type. Tall, long arms, good pass catching. He had great hands. I think Albert O is basically like the next step of Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson, unfortunately, did suffer injuries. I don't think he was the same player after those injuries. But I think Albert O is exactly the type of backup you want to Goddard. Um, as good as Jack Stoll is as a blocker, he's a decent pass, ca- pass catcher. And while Calcaterra is, is an okay pass catcher, neither of them are just a physical presence that, that, that the tight end they um, traded for is. So I think it was a smart move. They didn't give up much. I think last year when Goddard went out, you saw they really missed having a pass catching tight end that they could rely on. He certainly still has to prove it, but I think he has a higher ceiling as a pass catcher. Elliot, what's the latest on Nolan Smith? It's, it sounds like he hasn't really done much since he came off the field in that preseason game against the Browns with the shoulder injury. Is he okay? Do we think we're going to see him week one? You know, I'm thinking about yeah. Reddick with a thumb, and he's going to play, but, you know, he's obviously coming off a of surgery. So in my mind, Nolan Smith could have had a big week one role. What, what's the latest on his health? So I don't believe he's practiced since that injury. Uh, he wasn't on the practice field earlier this week. The Eagles do practice today. We'll see if, um, you know, he's, he's out there. Nick Sirianni was asked about it yesterday. And his answer, you know, I, he's trying not to say anything, but I thought his answer was a little ominous when he was like, look, if he's, if he's healthy, he'll play. If he's not, he's not. It wasn't an answer of, yeah, he's good to go and we feel confident about him. It was, you know, he's rehabbing and we'll see if he's ready. Um, I don't think they're going to they're gonna rush Nolan Smith. You know, you don't want to rush it with any player, but it's certainly with a rookie, you know, somebody, and especially this type of injury, you don't want to push him out there and have it impact him the rest of the season. So it, ideally they want him to play week one, um, and I think he will be active if he's healthy. But he is a rookie, so ultimately if he doesn't play, I don't know how big of a loss that would be because you don't even know really what he's going to be at this point anyway. Elliot, I think a lot of people are excited with the young corners that they kept behind their three starters, and, and maybe they've got a chance to develop these guys into to starters one day down the line. But do you think they're ready to play? What I mean by that is they were pretty healthy at corner last year, but Slay and Bradbury are over 30. Maddox you know, seems to yeah. get banged up once a year. From what you've seen this summer, if they need one of those guys to play a lot at some point this year, do you think they're ready? So I think Josh Job is ready. Josh Job was on the team all last year. I think he had a really impressive training camp. He was the corner that went in, uh, you know, with the first team. If Slay were to take a rep off, or I think Bradbury missed a few days of practice. I think he's ready. Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, uh, Mario Goodrich. I'm not as sure about them. Now, what the benefit, and there's a lot of benefits of, of doing this, but when you draft guys and, and sign guys out of big-time schools, the moment's never too big for them. Like Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo are not going to be intimidated by playing week one in New England if that's what it comes down to. They've played in really big games. They've played in front of bigger crowds probably than, than will be there uh, in New England week one. So I think emotionally and as you know, prospects, they're ready. But I don't think either of them had particularly good training camps. Eli Rick had a really good preseason game. But just day in and day out, to me, Josh Job looked like the best of the three. All right, Elliot, the roster is set. Practice today, and uh, we're getting close now. Tomorrow is a week from the start of the NFL season, and, of course, the Eagles are about 11 days away. Uh, Elliot, are you ready? That's the question. Oh, I can't wait, man. Look, I love training camp. It's my favorite time of the year. Always a little sad when it ends. But as we started off the call talking about, there is there is nothing better than, than Eagle season on WIP. So I'm pumped to get it going. Yeah, next time we talk to Elliot here, we'll be talking about week one. We'll be yes, we will. Week, Patriots. Week yeah. one in New England. Elliot, thank you for hopping on, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys soon. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks on the Eagles roster. Hugh, they did go to Young at, uh, at corner. Is something going on, Kyle? Well, I – 
Just want to know what kind of a sicko's favorite time of football season is training camp. It's well, the start. The start. I think he meant the start. No, I know. No, no he I means know. it. No, I, I, I understand. I mean, the guy tracks stats in, in camp. This is this is his time. Yeah, but like we don't need to pretend that that's the best time of the football season. But his favorite. Yeah, it, it's his he's, favorite. That's psychotic. Well, is what, I, I'm, I mean, is what I'm getting at. He likes it, numbers. He's a numbers. Think guy. about Elliot's brand. I mean, Elliot. I, I would say, and this Speaking is someone, of a jerk. Elliot's <laughs> short part. No, that's he, what you he, say. You misuse that. Elliot's a great guy, but. Elliot's brand, right? I think he's most on brand during training camp. I agree. During the season, takes are flying left and right. That's like true. we just we just get a swamp of just takes. Like everyone's like, he stinks. He's great. Bench him. Play him more. Elliot stands out the most in training camp. No, I get it, but like the objective best time of the football season is the actual football yeah, season. But like, that's an objective fact. But y'all didn't y'all didn't y'all didn't hear him sneak this the rest of the, the writers though, did you? When he said he got him, he got him mostly right, and they didn't. So he I said he was the number one writer in I, the city. I think that they acknowledged it. I saw some of the beat writers acknowledging he he was tied for the. So they all do 